Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth. Hello and welcome back to Dentistry's Growing with Grace. I'm here with Susan Hatton today and I'm so excited to share this important information with you. Hi, Susan. Hi, Grace. How are you? I'm good. Very, very good. So, so tell me and tell our audience a little, little bit about, about who you are and what you do. I'm a registered dental hygienist in Colorado, and I'm also an oral facial myofunctional therapist. And, but my main focus is my oral cancer consulting business. So what I do is I, I'm a speaker, I'm a trainer, an author, and consultant on oral cancer, and specifically our screening. Our screening has changed. Our cancer has changed. So I consult with offices. I'll go in and I'll give them CE. We'll talk about cancer, how it's changed, HPV, all the different risk factors. There are more than just HPV, tobacco, and alcohol. They'll receive free CE for that. And then we'll get into the operatories and do hands-on. You know, and you know, how do we screen for the oropharynx? Because um, the ADA just updated their um, stance on oral cancer to now include that we should screen for oropharyngeal cancer, and that's different. Wow. So, so okay. So, so your your background is in you're a registered dental hygienist, and your background is there there, and you also are or oral, oral myofate therapist. Uh huh. I have I have training in orofacial myofunctional therapy. Okay, awesome. So you're you're involved. You're not like like your typical and not not nothing you get most most hygienists. But it's I think that that shows that you're really um, passionate about education, passionate about furthering profession. And I am ex- just ecstatic to share share with people how how you can help practice this with integrating processes um one of the things that that concerns me in business is a lot of times we are just looking at we are in our interest is peaked by what's going to be bring more profitability to the practice and how is training seeing someone in and, tra- and training team a dental team in proper screening methods how is that actually going to improve the practices bottom line. I think people question that a lot. But the truth is, I'm sure you can agree to this, um, what happens to that patient when you, when you did something like uh, early science, early, um, early cancer, and you diagnose that for them, and you're, you're saving their life. What happens with that patient? How does that impact the practices bottom line? Oh, well, that's huge, you know, because we know a lot of where we get our referrals and it's word of mouth. What people say and what they, how they talk about the practice is so important. And if you save someone's life, how huge is that? Saving a tooth and creating a great smile. Yes, that's wonderful. And, and that's really, that's the heart of what we do, but saving a life. That's the biggest part of what we do. We are lifesavers. And if, Grace, if we don't do that, 
there will be repercussions as far as accountability in a court of law. Yeah, and yeah. You know, just recently there was a case where a person who was not diagnosed correctly, accurately, soon enough, this dental office was sued. And I believe it was $2.7 2. was the... Um, and, was you the to, and you have to live with yourself. And you have to live, live with the fact that you didn't take the time to educate your team, team and the processes in place that, that utilize the technology that's available right, right now to provide the absolute best that you can to your patients. So just to kind of like reiterate what I think I was saying is, is it's not only that, that it's great for business and a good thing to do, it's your obligation legally and morally to right. be practicing seeing dentistry in a, in a way that involves enough time, the right, the right processes, and attention, attention detail so that you are, you are practicing at that level that you should be. And exactly. It's our professional responsibility and obligation to provide that thorough head and neck oral, oral pharyngeal cancer screening for our patients, regardless of time. You know, when we go in to see our gynecologists or our primary care, they take the time yeah. and, those, and those screenings are done and they're valued. Yeah. And so we can build value into our practice. And it, you talk about processes and it really is a process that involves the entire team. Because what we know now there, it's not just what we see. Grace, we're not only looking for lesions or abnormalities, but there are symptoms that patients can be reporting that show before a lesion or an abnormality is ever seen, such as a persistent cough, hoarseness, change in voice, fatigue. Um, you know, there's, there's so many of those things that we should be asking our patients, but not also asking, but also having those on the health history form. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the front, I believe the front office and the assistants are so important in this process, not just the dental hygienist and the dentist, because what if a patient calls either a new patient or existing patient to make an appointment, the front desk is doing their, their job well, they're asking all those pertinent questions. And what if someone says, and you know, I've had difficulty swallowing lately and it feels like something's caught in my throat and it won't go down. Well, we know that is a potential symptom of oral pharyngeal cancer. Not that they have it, but it's something that needs to be paid attention to. But if that front office person doesn't know that, will that always get passed on to the dentist or the hygienist? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I've been talking with some of my dental assisting friends and, and they pay attention when they're in the mouth because they are in the mouth a lot. They are in there a lot and they bring back that patient for the dentist and do that intake. So yeah. it's so important for them to know all of this too. So they can 
be aware and pass on that information to the dentist. Yeah, absolutely. And there's got to be a system place because here's, here's what happens in dental, dental practices, I believe. We, we are on to something. So a practice could have you out, Susan, and they could have you train in their processes all the way from, from the whole, the, the first patient with the patient all the way through to their treatment and, and everything. And you can evaluate how, how that oral cancer screening and those communications occur. And what happens is there's a little bit of turnover a little bit of change or time passes and these some they slip and so training that you re, you received or you put in place maybe five or ten years ago when you started your practice well one there, there's more more new technology there's, there's better better ways of things constantly coming out so how are you utilizing and how are you are you upping your game right here to improve your process and then systems slip and systems fail so you may have had these systems in place, but did you talk to that new associate you just, just hired about his or her process? And, and how are you going to uphold these very important pieces within, within your practice? Uh, how, often, how often would you, would you say someone should evaluate the processes around um, their oral cancer protocol? I would say once a year. Once a year. I, you know... And everything needs to be evaluated continually. Mm -hmm. Everything does. And I would say at least once a year, if there has been a significant change or turnover in employees, it should be done then too, to mm -hmm. onboard them. Because it's really important that the dentist and the hygienist in the office are screening the same. Yeah. Not that they have to do everything in the same order and it be, you know, um, micromanaged. Robot. Yeah, right, robot, right. micromanaged. But everybody should be screening the same structures because we hear it, you know, I went to this office or the last time I saw the other hygienist, he or she didn't do what you just did. I hear We're, it. I hear all the time. Um, and, and, and in marketing, so I'm talking to dentists constantly about their business and their girl hands and everything. Thing. Very rarely do a marketing campaign or oral cancer, cancer detection, but how powerful would that be? Just this, that first step of educating the community on the importance exactly. of them on your processes and your attention to detail in that. To me, that would have me considering a new, new dentist. If I was watching that ad, I thought, well, I don't know. I'm, my dentist doesn't do that. That would have, have me seriously reconsidering. Right. Exactly. And, you know, Grace, it goes, um, in addition, it's how are we referring? Are we saying, oh, we'll watch that and we'll check that in six months? That's not the standard of care and actually best practice. Standard is just minimal. Best practice is what we should be doing optimally. Mm -hmm. And so how are we referring? Who are we, we referring to? And are we following up on those referrals? Because we can be held accountable in the court of law for all of these things that we're talking about. And if we don't follow up to see if that patient did go to the specialist, we have some liability there. Unfortunately, wow. unfortunately we do um, in talking with some attorneys, 
that's just the way it is now. There's, wow. you know, you can be brought in legally for a lot of different reasons. So mm -hmm. we really, it's more than just the screening part. There's a lot of different processes that go into this oral cancer office system. Mm -hmm. And the documentation I demand is incredibly important. Um, proper documentation allows, allows you to know when the patient comes back in that you refer them and you're, you're able to follow up on how did, how did that go? How did that referral, referral go? Absolutely. Not only and the, that, the patient is going to feel cared for. Right. You follow up at a level. And that's the most important thing. We are healthcare providers, and that's why we're in this, because we care about people. And, you know, Grace, I have to tell you, I, to I, I totally understand um, how, at times, this procedure can be pushed aside. Mm -hmm because I'm where I am because of the mistakes I've made. I was right out of hygiene school. I was so persistent and good at this. I never skipped this exam. But as time went on and there were more things I had to do and a late patient or procedures for production, and as technology came along and they put computers into the hygienist rooms, mm -hmm. there were so many things that we now had to do that took time away from our appointment. Yep. I, and I let, the, I let my screening slip. I always did it, but I wasn't always thorough with it. There were, sometimes I would palpate extra orally and sometimes I wouldn't. Um, but it was my encounter with a patient who was diagnosed with HPV oropharyngeal cancer and she changed my life. Uh -huh. And I realized that I needed to change and so I did. And now it's, it's become my passion. And, and I want to help providers out there, offices, be at their best at this so mm -hmm. they save lives. And provide the best for their patients. That's Absolutely. what it's well, well, and it's needed, needed, needed. And it's not something that we, I mean, we hear, hear about cancer and we hear, hear people saying, do, do your exams, but I see it, that focal point, point really for, for anyone that I know of yet going in and really assess the systems around the oral cancer screening. And so for someone who's listening, I, I have two questions for you. So my first is, where do you start? Start so the dentist who's going. You know, I know we're doing this and this, but what if I'm missing some of the, te the technology? What if I'm missing some of the process? How do I start that that conversation with Susan? Just reach out to me. Reach out to me, and you know we can set up a call and let's talk about where you're at and what your concerns are. Um, I've talked to so many dentists and hygienists that say, gosh, you know, I'm really unsure about how I'm palpating that thyroid or how do I screen the oropharynx? Reach out to me and let's have a conversation and let's find out where you're at and move forward from there. Yeah. Create a plan around, around what you need potentially. Exactly. exactly. Because every office will be different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
And, and, and Susan, is that, is that first call something that you, you can offer complimentary, just if people oh, have an idea? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Let's have that conversation, see where you're at and um, where you want to move forward and let's, let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And I'll tell you right now, anyone listening as a marketing advisor, these are the things that are going to give you an advantage. These are the things that are going to give you an edge. So not only just the piece of it being a responsibility and, and be being your obligation. Yes, that's true. True. But you can take these things and you can take training that, that Susan brings to your team and you can market that and that can have a powerful impact. On, on your community because marketing starts with education and part of this process is educating your community on the importance of several, the importance of all cancer screens and when you, when you put this all together you're saving lives so, so you know great and one thing as far as marketing also is for the last 10 years I have done free oral cancer exams at local health fairs, community fairs, and I now am the organizer for the free oral cancer screenings at the Denver Broncos Health and Wellness Expo. Wow. And this is one thing that offices can use as a marketing tool at their local town 4th of July fair or whatever. And there was an office, um, several offices that I've helped set this up. I've done these screenings for years. I can help you with all the things that you need and you don't need. And it really is a great marketing tool. Absolutely. Out there you, in your community. You could do, you could do an in-office, like, like free screening day. Yes. Where your team is screening and that in and of itself can bring in a good number of new patients who now trust, trust you because you're, you're caring for whole health. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one thing I did in my um, office is I did on my day off, I would offer free screenings and a great time to do it is April is coming up and April is oral cancer awareness month and great time to do it. And you know, Grace, this cancer has reached epidemic numbers yeah. and we have to pay attention to that. We, we have to address that in our offices and serve our patients yep. well. And, and, and you're marketing this too, the way to do it. I mean, I mean you don't want to have, have your, your brand be all around doom and gloom. So you want to create your brand around um, external care and saving lives and early detection tech shaves lives. So um, we could definitely, you know, together create something really fun that people can implement. So, uh, Susan, what's your contact information for someone here that's listening and, and they're ready, ready? They're like, hey, my team needs this. We haven't in a while. How do you get in touch with you? Sure. They can reach me via email at oralcancerconsulting at gmail.com or give me a call, 303-884-5639. And I also have a Facebook page. It's um, Susan Cotton, RDH, Oral Cancer Consulting. Absolutely, reach out. Thank you. And, and, and thank you out there, for all of you out there who listen to, to Days Growing with Grace, either the video cast or the podcast. I am always a phone call away if you have any questions. 
You can find me on Facebook group, Battle Marketing with Grace, and I hope you all, you all have a great day. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Grace.